0: The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. What if I told you that beneath the enchanting wonders, thrilling adventures and exuberant magic, the wizarding world housed an incredibly dark underbelly. Because the truth is, folks, even a world as magical as the Harry Potter universe has a dark side, and today we're going to be exploring just that. From the bewitchingly eerie halls of Hogwarts to the cobwebbed chambers of Gringotts, today we're going to be unraveling disturbing theories that challenge our perception of the enchanting world we once fell in love with. We will confront soul-shaking questions about the psychology of our favourite characters, and question the actions of those we once revered, and to ponder the terrifying possibilities that lie just beyond the boundaries of the stories we hold dear. And we're going to do it all with little help from our peers over at the Harry Potter reddit page, r slash harry potter, because today I've collected for you a list of redditors most disturbing Harry Potter theories. Join me as we shatter our perceptions of the Harry Potter saga in the greatest way possible, and please take solace in the fact that, as bad as these theories are, I've spared you from some of the worst ones. Let's dive in. Forgetful Neville Neville's parents aren't mentioned that often in the films, and they also sort of lead us to believe that they had been killed by Bellatrix. However, book readers will know that this is not the case. In The Order of the Phoenix, the trio run into Neville and his grandmother at St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries. It's here that it's revealed that Neville's parents are in fact alive, but were just driven insane through Bellatrix's horrific torture. In heartbreaking fashion, Neville would go and visit his parents every Christmas to spend the day with them, despite them barely recognizing who he is. All of this considered, I think it goes without saying that Neville suffered an incredible amount of childhood trauma. Which brings me to the theory introduced on Reddit. The reason why Neville is so forgetful is because the official treatment in the wizarding world for childhood trauma is Obliviation. The spell never permanently took for Neville because he is, after all, a pretty powerful wizard but the repeated TREATMENTS left him with permanent memory issues. Another reddit user commented on this theory further. I imagine they thought they were doing him a favour because of what happened to his parents. The Obliviation theory ties into the possibility that he was the one who witnessed them being tortured as a child, which could totally link to his social anxiety as a prepubescent and his fear of Snape specifically. If this disturbing theory doesn't make you look at Neville differently, then I don't know what will. Not only does it suggest that Neville witnessed the torture of his parents firsthand, but it also explains his unusual behaviour and forgetful nature. Reality of Resurrection We are first educated on the resurrection stone during the tale of the three brothers. Then the second brother, who was an arrogant man, decided that he wanted to humiliate death still further, and asked for the power to recall others from death. So death picked up a stone from the river bank and gave it to the second brother, And told him that the stone would have the power to bring back the dead. According to the legend of the Deathly Hallows, the stone was created by Death himself and has the power to bring back lost loved ones. In the series, Harry uses it in the Forbidden Forest to summon the images of his loved ones. However, while the stone was initially thought to bring back the dead, we later learn that it only brings back a shade of these people, less substantial than living bodies, but much more than ghosts. And one reddit user challenged the function of the stone even further with the following theory. The resurrection stone will always show your loved ones the way you wish they were, not their actual spirits, and they will eventually, or quickly in Harry's case, drive you to commit suicide, regardless of what the actual spirits of your loved ones want. This disturbing theory adds an incredibly ominous spin to the following book passage. You are nearly there, said James. Very close. We are so proud of you. Does it hurt? The childish question had fallen from Harry's lips before he could stop it. Dying? Not at all, said Sirius. Quicker and easier than falling asleep. This one feels dark. Polyjuice Problems The Polyjuice Potion, which is a complex and time-consuming concoction, is best left to highly skilled witches and wizards. It enables the consumer to assume the physical appearance of another person. As long as they have first procured part of that individual's body, to add to the brew. The effect of the potion is only temporary and depending on how well it has been brewed, may last anything from between 10 minutes and 12 hours. You can change age, sex and race by taking the Polyjuice potion, but not species. The Polyjuice potion is perhaps most notably used by Barty Crouch Jr when he impersonates Mad-Eye Moody and teaches defense against the dark arts. It's an incredibly powerful potion with endless possibilities and when I say endless possibilities, this reddit theory will give you a better understanding of what I mean. I always thought there would be some naughty uses for Polyjuice Potion, like there would be a market for famous people's hair so you and your partner could indulge in fantasy. Another user commented, and celebrities would probably make bank selling their hair for Polyjuice Potion. I have to admit that this is not something I'd ever considered, but it does, unfortunately, seem quite plausible. The real veil, The Veil is a massive ancient stone archway that stands in the center of the death chamber, inside the department of mysteries. Conventional wisdom would suggest that it acts as a sort of portal between the lands of the living and the dead, and it's believed that those who step through the veil, or fall through, become trapped in the world of death- aka they die. Those who stand close enough and have belief in the afterlife are also able to hear faint whisperings that appear to come from the other side, But one thing that's worth considering is that no one truly knows how the veil works, because once you go through it's impossible to come back. The whole portal between the land of the living and the dead thing is just based on speculation. And it's this lack of definitive information that helped one reddit user come up with the following theory. Not a theory I heard but it's something I do think of from time to time- the fact that Sirius Black never really died. Luna had mentioned hearing voices near the veil- it made me think that maybe the veil was purgatory. So Sirius, who spent his life trying to escape prisons and living in memories of loved ones, spends eternity the same way. Nobody bothered figuring out how the veil worked in the series, so I can imagine Sirius spending eternity either wanting to go back to Harry, or to move on and join James. The theory essentially asserts that Sirius, who had spent his life trying to escape prisons and holding on to memories of loved ones, may be trapped in eternity in a similar way someone did respond that if this was the case, that Sirius wouldn't have been able to come back in the Forbidden Forest. However, I'm not entirely sure that I agree with that. I don't think the shades have anything to do with the genuine spirits of loved ones that have moved on, and are instead, as the previous theory stated, false representations of loved ones that try to convince you to end your life. Horcrux Horrors We all know what a Horcrux is by now, and if you don't then I'm not entirely sure what series you've been reading and watching. Hopefully not Twilight. The shortest possible summary of Horcruxes is that they are objects of dark magic created by a witch or wizard who wishes to live forever by immortalizing a piece of their soul inside a vessel of their choosing. However, besides committing an act of murder, the entire Horcrux creation process is a little murky. No one besides Voldemort and maybe a few other dark wizards knows the process in its entirety, which leaves it open to exciting and disturbing theories. Which brings me to the following reddit theory. The real secret to creating a horcrux was that you had to EAT part of your victim after killing them- even just a drop of blood. Killing someone splits the soul of the killer. A spell is then used to transfer part of the soul to an object- a horcrux. Eating a part of the victim is an act that replaces the lost part of the soul with something vile and stolen, and allows the killer to live without a complete soul because they're patching it with dark magic. In essence, this theory asserts that the murderer must eat part of the victim. In other words, the unknown ritual is cannibalism. There's lots of good support around this theory, including the sheer fact that cannibalism is revolting. But for another thing, cannibalism is present in many literary works through the ages, and Rowling has been known to find inspiration in classical literature. Of course, there's the issue that none of Voldemort's victims who are linked to the creation of his Horcruxes had anything notably missing from their bodies. Although, as powerful as he was, it's not out of the question that he was able to feed off the insides of these victims without leaving any noticeable marks. And on that disturbing note, that's the end of today's video. What do you think? Which of these theories was most disturbing to you? And what disturbing theories did I miss? Leave a comment down below. If you enjoy these more disturbing videos, be sure to also check out my series on the Darkest Moments in Harry Potter. I've done 2 parts so far, and I plan on continuing it. And please if you enjoy the content, like the video, and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember- It does not do to dwell on dreams, and forget to live.